Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Colin McDuff and this is part two of our special edition episode where we look at the European, uh, sorry, the Europa League campaign for Rangers season 2019-2020. If part one was a decent house party at your, your mate's house at the weekend, part two is going to be like tea in the park. Project X. Project X. So Rangers are drawn into a group with Feyenoord, FC Porto, and Young Boys. <laughs> I fucking I just wish Celtic got Young Boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, we're not joking about that, right? Moving on, so swiftly football. But in all seriousness, I, I thought Rangers were going to have to be at their best and get a bit of luck to even compete in this group. This, this is a Champions League level group, Craig. Aye, um, I would have guessed. It'd been Porto and Feyenoord, top two, which shows how much I obviously know, because it was us and young boys that went through. Um, but I, I think, see when you look at each game individually, I know if my auntie and boys should be my uncle, but <laughs> every single game, we we could have actually won every game in that group. So even you look at them one by one, um, either we're the better team, it was a few individual mistakes, it's cost us a game, we've been in winning positions, but See, when you go through the games individually, we easily could have won every single game. Craig, you're wrong. Porto went through. Did they? There we go. <laughs> there you go. Young boys were. Uh, young young boys were top for most young of the group. Young boys were top, yeah. and then they had to they had to win. But I it, it was I think it was after two games everybody was in like three points, and it wasn't it was always so neck and neck, wasn't it? It was such a tight group, but. Before we go into the actual games, Scott, 
I, I like the idea of big names being at Ibrooks and these three are, are really big names. It's going back and where we were talking about how important it is for Rangers financially for competing in football sense and even as a as a brand, right? Rangers are a brand. It was fucking good to see them up there against the likes of Feyenoord, wasn't it? And as Craig said, I think if we'd have got put out, we wouldn't have obviously we'd have been upset, but You'd have been oh, understanding. There's no you? shame in it. There's no shame at all. Portal, as you say, won the, obviously the, the Champions League, and the, the, you know it's not not unusual for them to get to the last sixteen of the Champions League. Feyenoord again, very strong team. Young boys could look quite you know similar to ourselves, maybe punching above their weight at times, but very good outfits. And you need to remember, we took one point off young boys who. Well, probably considered the third best team or the the worst team, arguably with us. So it shows you the that that group told me if if you turn up, you know, you can really you can you will play. You know, it doesn't mean nothing that you're a good team. You need to turn up on the night, really. So Rangers did turn up on the night in the first game of the group stage. It was at Ibrox and we hosted Feyenoord. So. I remember that this was actually for a 1-0, Rangers won. For a 1-0 game, it was a decent game. I think both teams came out trying to play football, both played fairly well, and Rangers looked really good. The first half, James Tavernier uh, was awarded a penalty from the first ever usage of VAR in Scotland. Do you remember, do you remember the wait for the penalty getting checked? So weird. It's so weird, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, so the centre half handled the uh, handled the ball when he went up to challenge Philip Hellander for a header at a corner. James Tavernier, this was maybe a this was maybe a sign of things to come. Which confidence stem um, up taking the penalty? He goes to put it at the bottom right and he's inches away. He clips the other side of the post, and at that point, I thought that was a, an absolute chance gone. But. <laughs> that man again, I tell you, if if Ballon doors if, if Ballon were awarded in September, she owes you, she owes you, fucking hell, this was a screamer of a goal, outside the box, uh, maybe by about five, about eight, ten yards, left foot, top bin, that was, that was unreal, that was unreal, oh. um, and Ibrox went absolutely wild, more so because, I don't, Know. We we were accustomed to the Ojo shooting for outside the box at that point, but no very many went in, none like that, and that was a terrific goal. Rangers looked fairly comfortable through the rest of the game, uh, but maybe the last 10 minutes where McGregor put off some absolutely solid saves. Um, I, I remember one, I think it might have been like the 85th minute, there was a through ball which is caught Golden and Tav in the middle of nowhere. And the striker runs into the box from the kind of from Tav's end, and McGregor's just solid. He, he does that thing. He saves with his feet a lot. It's, keepers are they always great at doing, and he's tremendous. Scott, good start. No, definitely. I just was special night, obviously with Fernando Rickson. Um, Fernando Rickson passing away, and you know it was special. That it was a, a Dutch club uh, that came uh, for it, and obviously Yap Stam being the manager at the time as well. But the the point I was going to make is we could have been 
about 4-0 up in that first half and I was absolutely shaking myself in the second half. If you remember, Arfield had a, a chance that went off the bar. Ojo had a chance where it's as if the ball was in the 18-yard box and he throws and he didn't know what to do and then he hit it with his right foot and it hit off the post. Morelos had a good chance and Tav had a penalty. We could have been 4-0 up and we were only 1-0 up. I remember being really frustrated and we weren't as... We weren't as fluid and there's attacks in the second half, and as you say, that chance at the end, you know, this is you know we should have taken our chances um, there, but at the end of the day, it was a victory, so we're happy. And Jed, I was going to touch on that um, after we we covered the you know the full game, but Scott Scott rightly no Scott pointed out that it was a, it was such an emotional atmosphere. You know, a positive emotional atmosphere for for Fernando Rickson. Uh, I remember it must have just been the time of year it was, but do you remember like there was a like, the way the sun was setting, like the sky was actually orange that night. Oh, yeah. um, there's loads of pictures still going around like at the stadium and stuff that night, just the way the sun was setting. Then you win the stadium and everyone's wearing like the old orange cop or Holland tops and then playing the Dutch team as well. So it was uh, it was a, a good tribute. Um, but I remember that game as a, a 1-0 pumping. Um, we were all over them. It should have been a lot more comfortable than 1-0. Obviously, Tav missed the penalty. Um, but I mean, that Ojo goal, as good as it was, and that sequence of play, that's when Ojo's Rangers career finished and Barisic started, I think, because Barisic won his first ever tackle after being with us for a year. <laughs> he, uh, he won the tackle um, and that played the ball to Ojo. Ojo striked it. Amazing goal, and then that was the end of him. Never done anything else since, really, did he? And I think it's uh, very fitting that we end uh, end this game on Borna Barisic. Scott, you're going to take us into the next two away games, and this is where Borna starts to become worthy of his own song. I, I don't know if I'm the best. I was in Tenerife uh, for the young boys' away game. Absolutely. Pished and Ibrox bar. So, uh, if any, any of this is wrong, then please, uh, please step in to correct me. But this one was a really tough one to take. I think for everybody, I think the the first goal was fantastic from from Morelos. I think this this goal really, if you had to sum up a Morelos goal, it would be this because what's Morelos' strength? Um, Main strength is strength, sorry. His yeah, his arse. And the way he turned him, he's not going to bluster in pace, but he just seems to nonchalantly jog along. And then he doesn't know what to just pass it or caress it with technique. He just fucking hits it and hopes it goes in. But it was, it was, a, it was a really good goal. And, um, you know, we took it into the half, which was good seeing that out as well. You know, we, we conceded an early goal in the, the second half, and it was a it was a mistake from from Tav, which you know, for Tav, see if Tav Tav cut out these stupid errors. And I know it's easy to say that, but see if he just acted like a defender sometimes and booted out the part, he would be be a Premier League defender. He'd be a he'd be a you know a, a better you know a Champions League potentially team as well. So just clear lines and. You know, there's nothing can do when he's lost the ball there. It was like, because am I right here and saying that he was like facing that way and then he turned back towards a goal and that somebody nicked the ball off him and they crossed it and it was like, oh, that was so stupid. It's a really good use, use of your hands to point in a direction for a podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Aye, um, we actually again I was watching the, the highlights uh, today. Sorry if I'm doing my works listening. By the way, it was uh, outside working hours, um, but we should have had a penalty Morelos. It was a pretty stonewaller. And you think forget that? I think uh, Gerard mentioned that as well. If we'd had VAR in that game, we would have taken something from that game, which was you know true. It was absolutely clear penalty from from Relos, and then the keeper actually pulled off an absolute world world class save in the 90th minute from from Relos. And do you remember that? It took a deflection, and it spun uh, sort of spun to his side. It was a fantastic save, and that that's what I was talking about at the start. What ifs, you know what I mean? Imagine if we we could have easily got three points there, and and if we'd have beaten a lot, you know, you'd have looked back in times like that. And again, their goal was so poorly defended from us as well. So that was a right kick in the balls that game, and you know I think we we deserved uh, we deserved more. Yeah, Craig, I think Scott touches on a a big concern for what was going on at that time for for <laughs> domestic football for Rangers as well. But we'll focus in Europe. That was Rangers at the worst. Um, they can pick off teams when they're, when they're on their game, but too many times we were switching off and making silly mistakes. Was this a concern for you? The second game in, we threw away, we threw away three, well, we threw away the one point, potentially three. Aye, this is, like we said at the start, when you look at each game individually in the group stage, like we actually we could have won every single one of them the way they went. Aye, good first half. I remember us playing really well. Morelos getting that goal. Aye, it was just two mistakes that it cost us. Two daft individual mistakes. Um, and as well, aye, I remember the, the Stonewall penalty we should have had as well. So it's, aye, that was it was a good performance. But then you came away with no points when really it should have been, it should have been three points. But at the very least you're hoping to to get a draw out of a game like that. Young boys probably did show up to be a better team than maybe what we're expecting them to be. I just Morelos in Europa League again, just on fire, clinical. So I that's that's a disappointing night. Um, the whole the whole sort of tournament we had's been a positive, but that's one of the more disappointing ones because really, as I said, it minimum should have been a draw. Um, but really, we should have won that one. Could argue, apart from the Leverkusen game, that's the the only that well, when you look at it, that's probably the biggest one, isn't it? Because yeah, we we got a result in other games. Uh, so moving on, we played Porto away. I don't know about you, but I was shaking myself before this game. Ah, uh, yeah. uh, my, my heart. I mean, when when that when that draw comes out, you go, that's the that's the toughest game, obviously. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, Rangers going into this game, I thought Rangers the best they could possibly hope for would be a point, but. Realistically, we just want to keep the goal difference down. I, I genuinely thought that, and I'm very pessimistic. I'm not usually like that, but going on how easily we switched off at young boys, and you know, kind of we were doing doing well in the league at that point, but we were so prone to silly mistakes, and I thought they're going to rip us apart. Yeah, definitely. So I think MD before the game offered us a offered us a point, would have took it 100. percent um, again, a mistake for their goal um, in the first half. Ryan Jack this time. To be fair, Ryan Jack was excellent all season. That's why he was player of the year. Uh, so we, we can sort of let him off. But it was an absolute world class strike from their player. 
Okay, it was quite. It actually reminded me of um, Havertz effort yesterday. Just that one could have easily have just been like that. It was just like, why are you even attempting it? But like, it goes in. Nothing McGregor can do. But obviously, you know, it could be better defending. That's what I'm talking about. The, the little mistakes that we need to cut out our game going forward. But then Morelos actually hit the bar. It was about forty minutes with a header. I remember that really well. And I was just like, oh, this is not going to be our night. Like, we're not going to get many, much chances away to Porto. And I just had a bad feeling in my stomach. But then we obviously got the goal before half time. And I, I, I easily thought this could have been goal this season. I think, in terms of a team goal, it's right up there. Again, your man Barisic, this is when, he, when he's absolutely flying. I think Kent's part in that goal goes a bit under the radar as well because. It's not easy to... Barisic isn't in that position already. And it's a first-time flick with outside his pass and he knows what he's doing. It just shows you, like, people who write off Kent, he is a very, very good player and he's so talented. We just need to get behind him at times because that was such a good team goal. Obviously, the ball from uh, Barisic is fantastic and Morelos makes a tap-in, somehow wants to hit it. Fucking top bin, yeah. Fucking powerhouse strike. It's but even just what you mentioned there, the absolute intelligence all three of those players need Kent to know where Barisic is going to run to and perfectly wait that pass. Barisic to take the right, right amount of time, and he does the same thing. He puts a perfect ball across the face. I think he has to go across two or three defenders, and Morelos, he starts running. To, to that area once Kent flicks a ball to, for all, Morelos know the ball's going out for a throw-in and Morelos starts running as soon as Kent and that's just, when you talk about vision and awareness that that was an unreal goal ah, definitely, definitely I think as well uh, oh sorry, you go Craig uh, the only thing I'd add to that, uh, it was obviously a brilliant team goal um, but the uh, the ball that actually made it for me was um, Hollander stepping up from the back. He played a brilliant ball in, um, and got enough power on it so that Kent, as you said, never actually had to pass it. He just had to sort of flick it on into the path of Barisic. So that's all came from the pace of the pass from Hollander. And we've not mentioned superstar Brandon Barker that night. Um, that was one of the few good games he had. He probably didn't really do much on the ball, but just um, tactically off the ball, the shape that we had. Uh, yeah, Barker and Kent and Morelos front three putting in a brilliant shift and then this is probably the first game you've ever really seen I think this is probably more to do with Michael Beale, just the the shape that we have, especially in a way European games and at Parkhead. Um just the way we, we compress in the middle of the park and we give up the, the wings sometimes, uh, just to make sure we're all organised in the middle. So this is probably one of the first games we've really seen that working properly. Yeah. And I think, just to touch on it as well, I think it was so vital in that game that we scored before half-time because if, if we go in one, one down, we, we have to open up and it completely changes our game plan. You know, at the end of the day, we can go in, but in your mind, you're 1-0 down. We go on level, we stick to the same formation and, you know, chances will come. And we actually had, I don't know if you remember, a very good chance with... Uh, Morelos, he had a, a header and it was actually the only thing was, I mean obviously first and foremost getting target but it was right to the keeper but what a chance that was as well 
And um, to be fair, you know, you look at that and you go, oh, you know, we had the bar, Morelos had a wonder save against them, but, you know, we're very close at the end. I remember McGregor making a superb double save. Um, it was, you know, it would, I mean, we would have been very, very disappointed if we'd have walked away with a loss, but, you know, you'd think a draw is good in the end, but, you know, we could have won. We could have easily have lost as well. This game for me was a swing in the pendulum for how, how I viewed this group. You know, I walked away the young boys thinking like, you know this which is what they make ourselves proud and don't get shown up and going into portal with absolute zero confidence fast forward 90 minutes and I'm raging when they win that game yeah. you know because uh, Rangers were, they were a different animal in the second half it's like as you said Craig they clicked into that formation they, they were meant to be in they were happy to give up possession at the right times press at the right times and you know I'm probably being a bit Bit bias here, but I didn't expect because Porto had a great chance at the end and McGregor pulled us out. But I generally I was gutted we didn't get the three points, Craig. Aye, it shows how well we done when you're going to somewhere like Porto and you're, you're disappointed um, getting a draw because before the game we'd all been delighted with the with the draw, but as it's definitely the theme of this group. It's as I say, individually we could have won each game. Um, we've just done. Brilliant, especially away in the, the tough games. Even you think back to the season before, like away to Villarreal, like we we seem to be do really well in these these big away games. It seems to suit our style of play. So Scott, just talk about um, changing perceptions. For me, at this point, it was when Barisic, like we knew how good a player he was because he was he was still in and about the creation first team as well. Like was he starting to win you over? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we we obviously voted him as the uh, player of the year, but this is where he was stepping up. Um, to be fair, I actually think European football probably suited him more, and he probably enjoyed their games more than more than like the Scottish football. Because yeah, let's be honest, he's not a physical player. You said it yourself; he won his first tackle against Feyenoord. It probably suits him better uh, these type of games against you know maybe quicker and skillful players. So. It was definitely, you know, that around that time we, we knew that we had a player and we knew that it, it turned a new leaf, really. So, taking that positivity positivity back to Ibrox, where we hosted Porto, and this was this was another good game where both both teams fancied their chances, both teams wanted to play to win, which is always good to see, like, maybe not... Maybe not when you're emotionally invested in the game, but as a neutral, it's good to see both teams play to win. So the first half, some decent chances for both teams, and McGregor had a couple of excellent saves um, in the first half. Rangers had slightly more of the ball, but Porto, and I don't know if this was just how I was feeling at the time, Porto looked a bit, bit quicker, a bit sharper, a bit more threatening. And so when in they ha- went into halftime, nothing each. And the second half started pretty much the same. But the absolute highlight of this game, and arguably the highlight of the the, the season, Alfredo Morelos goal. James Davenier's running down the right-hand side and flicks the ball to Ryan Jack. And Scott, I remember when we were talking about goal, goals of the season, you mentioned this goal and you mentioned Ryan Jack at this part. It's so easy just to hit hope across, across the box and hope that it goes out for a corner. Jack, for... It's not often you've seen him, seen this for him before last season, but he lifted his head and he's seen 
a truck back on for Morelos. Cuffs it back to Morelos and he takes like a weird touch. He touches it with his left foot and he clips it up, but he swivels and shoots with his left peg at the same time and it goes in the bottom corner. And I don't know how it's a very unnatural movement that he done, but fuck me, what a goal that was! I, I still don't know how. I could try that for hours and I still wouldn't be able to do it. And that's in his weaker foot as well. So, I mean, the logical thing for him to be would be he controls it with his left foot and then he, for his right foot, does it. But, and it's not even as if it's like a, he's taking a shite touch because he was already like swinging his left foot. Absolutely brilliant goal. Like, I don't know if it, it's just this season, but we've had so many goals this season contenders, and they're all fantastic goals, and they've all in other years. But uh, that was that was special, and this is why Morelos is going for you know 15 million or 17 million, whatever's quoted for it. It was unplayable in Europe last season. It was you know it was it six goals in the six group games, like absolutely fantastic. And then what we've seen next was Rangers at their best. Uh... Time time again, Rangers will get a 1-0 and be comfortable with it, but Rangers went on the juggle here and they went for the second goal and they were excellent for about 15-20 minutes and they got their reward. Morelos on the other side gets to run down the left-hand wing, gets to the byline and cuts it back for Stephen Davis. Davis shoots first time and does take a deflection, but no, another crack goal. And it's, you know, Ibrox is bouncing. Um, Craig... What a performance that was! I, I actually remember that being. If we take away the, the last twenty minutes first, so the first sort of seventy minutes, I remember that being one of our poorest that we played. Um, we still never actually played badly. We just weren't as good as we we have been in Europa League. Um, and then that a goal from Morelos is just ridiculous, isn't it? Because um, you don't think of him as being this brilliant finisher. He's more of this powerhouse. He's, called El Buffalo for a reason, isn't he? He's, he just smashes the ball into the net, so to have that sort of finesse on him on his weaker side is just unbelievable. Um, that probably put through a million in his, in his price tag. But aye, then the last 20 minutes, so we got that goal, we really just kicked on and dominated. Davis got the second one, and Ibrox was absolutely rocking. Um, so as daft as it sounds, beating Porto 2-0, it was actually, I would say it's one of our poorer performances um, in the group. But aye, well, I'll take playing... Playing a bit shy and winning 2 0, that'll do me. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So with seven, seven points we have at this point, 
we go away to Feyenoord for the second last game of the group stage. Aye, so I remember the first half was dreadful to be <laughs> to be quite honest. It was um, it was just constant pressure. I don't think we got out of our own our own half um, the first half. They obviously scored scored their goal, but if I'm being completely honest, that could have been three 0 and I don't think it would have been. You know, we wouldn't have said that they didn't deserve it. They were absolutely all over us, but the turnaround was absolutely, absolutely brilliant in that one. So, obviously, we had the the first first goal from ourselves to make it one each. And see, when you look at these two headers, they're just against such good goals. This is the one where Davis plays the ball to to Kent, cuts inside. They've actually scored quite a lot of goals like that. It's sort of coming quite deep, playing the ball. And um, he, is that the one he sort of heads across the goal? Yeah, no, that is right. So it's at the back of the goal and he heads it across. Fantastic header, that one. But I think his one next was, was even better because he needs to direct that header a lot better. He's facing the wrong way. It's not a... Kent's cross is quite a powerful cross, but Barisic's... Barisic's one at that point was not a floated cross, but it didn't, definitely didn't have that. Morelos had to generate power on that, and it just shows you for Morelos, he's not just a you know a goal scorer on his right foot. You know, you look at the game before that, he scores an absolute world class goal with his left foot to his head of that one. But then obviously it was again poor defending uh, from ourselves to, to let them back in and to make it two each but at the end of the day I think a, a two each result it was probably I think final maybe deserved to win I know we had a good spell in the second half we had another absolute stonewall penalty shout Morelos I don't know if you remember it, but they just dragged him down I just, I, don't, I just don't understand I don't understand how it wasn't a penalty but overall um, I think we'll take I think everybody will take a point yeah, I think Morelos has just really shown his quality at this point, wasn't he? Um, two brilliant goals. Uh, got a slight tangent, I think, uh, watching clips of Kamar Roof and what I've seen of him, he seems to score a lot of headers. So I reckon, I'm sure we'll talk about it in other pods in the future, but I reckon we'll be talking about uh, Roof getting some goals like that. Um, so we can look forward to that. But I, that night, I would say, I, first half was all fine odds. Um, we done really well to get back into it. Uh, the second Feyenoord goal, but I think we had two or three chances to defend a bit better and stop that. So that one, although I would say a draw was probably a fair result, at 2-1, a wee bit um, tighter in defence, and we probably could have held on for a win in that one. Scott, at this point, we are top of the group with eight points. Young Boys and Porto, seven points each, and Feyenoord, five points. So anybody can go through, but with one game left, all we need is a point to go. You must be confident. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we put us, I think we could have went through if we bet Feyenoord. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, you go in, we've got a home game, 100% record um, at home. You're confident going that. You know anything that can happen. We know young boys have, you know, qualities, but, you know, um, very confident um, of, of qualifying. So, going into the last game... Rangers uh, against Young Boys, I was the same. I, I was confident. I wasn't 
I knew Rangers had to play their best to get a result, but I was confident we could get a we could get a point. Uh, so we needed to go through. Ideally, you would have wanted to top the group, but we just need to get there and make sure we're there, and that was it. Uh, quite an eventful game, to be fair. Um, we'll start off in the thirtieth minute, so a really good goal. Some good pressing for for Kent. I remember this game. Rangers were really good at pressing. All, all in and uh, to be fair we've been good at pressing in Europe in general Kent pressing the full back high up who ties to play it back to the centre half and Morelos has just been a nuisance centre half absolutely bottles it miss kicks it Morelos takes it off him one on one with the keeper and slides it past the slides it slides it home and then it is a pity I don't know if it was cagey because we knew we were one one goal and they get back in it, but I think we got as a as a crowd we got more and more comfortable the course it got to ninety minutes, and then in the eighth minute when it was looking fairly comfortable, young boys break into the Rangers box and one of the cycles feel like the edge of the six yard box cuts it across goal. I think it was Archie McPherson called it the corridor of uncertainty. Um, <laughs> And he's right, it's, it's an absolute horrible place to play the play the ball. And Bonabas goes to clear it and puts it in his own net. I don't think there was too much more he could have done for the angle he was running back at. Um, so one each at Ibrox, young boys are still gearing up to make sure they go through because I think what happened with them depended on what happened in the in the other game as well. Aye, so it was a it was a KG KG five minutes to go. Ryan Jack gets himself sent off, and I think this was a a really good taking one for the team. Um, it was setting booking, and they're about to break up the park and deep in their own half. He just clips the player from behind, and similar to his yell, first yellow actually as well. He was actually going to miss the game anyway, so it was a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, taking one for the team absolutely. He was going to miss the the next game anyway. Yeah. I know there's some football purists out there who don't find the dark arts should be anywhere near the game, but they're always going to be there, so I think you just need to use them properly. It's 10-1 for the team, a professional foul, they would call that. No complaints that he got sent off, but he was missing the game. But after that, nothing really happened. The game teetered out, and final whistle went. Rangers were in the last 32 of of the Europa League. Craig, the first time we had European football after Christmas in 10 years. How fucking good was that? Uh, it's a brilliant achievement. Just getting to the group stage in the first place was a brilliant achievement. So getting further than that is, is unexpected and it's really well done. But uh, it actually worked out better because we'd won the, league, uh, won the group. I think we would have got Leverkusen going by the way the draws worked out. So it's probably actually worked out better in the long run that we finished second instead of top. That was a weird atmosphere, wasn't it? Because we could have won the group. We knew we were through, but it was a bit like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so weird. Like, should have been sort of part, you know what I mean? An absolute party atmosphere, but because we could have won it, because of the late goal, it didn't really feel like a victory, if you know what I mean. No, I mean, as Rangers fans, in a nutshell, we can't see shit go past us, you know what I mean? We we win the league and we'll go, oh, why did we not win it by an extra two Absolutely. points? Or, you know, can, it's just, I don't know, it's, when, when, when you've had that, don't know, I, I think it was weird because 
the last 10 years, you know, we've been rebuilding. But before that, I don't know, it goes back into what you remember Rangers being. You remember Manchester, you remember... You remember expecting to get to the group stages of the Champions League, if not competing in the UEFA Cup. And I don't know, maybe that's why it wasn't quite the party atmosphere. But I think, I think we certainly picked up for the the buzz building up to the draw for the last thirty-two. Absolutely, Scott. On on the last thirty-two, were you happy, Rob Bragger? Aye, I was. Um, I think nobody. Nobody really knew much about them, to be fair. But, um, you know, they were obviously a team in, in big form. You know, absolute flying. They were at the top of the league, or very close to it. And uh, they went in a very good run before before they came to Ibrox. I actually think, I don't know what it is, but because we were second, we play away in the set. Is that right? Like, all the second-place teams play... They're away, 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 tie second. Is that right? I think so. I, because for the life of me, I, I, I think that's an advantage. I don't know why it would be otherwise. You know, it, you know that you can get a goal and it just changes the full complexion of the game. So I think I had a big part to deal with it um, as well. Because if we, for example, if the, the game was flipped and we won one, one nil away. You know, I, I think you're just waiting for you know them to come all gung ho and mm-hmm. things like that. So I actually think the round of fixtures helped us massively in that. But in terms of the teams that we could have got, absolutely um, Manchester United. I know people, Manchester United not good at a time, but they would have rolled us over. I, I think, especially Bruno Bruno Fernandez and, and things like that. But um, you know, some of the teams we could have drawn. I think Braga was one of the better ones we could have got. Go and we'll go into that game because that was what a game. I think when we're talking about the Leverkusen being maybe the anti-climax, this was like that. This was the the fiery penultimate of the campaign. This was wild. This game, you know, we are saying that Braga. You would have fancied getting them if you were to pick MD, but they looked they looked a class above us for the first sixty minutes. You know, I think. Um, they had the wonder goal to open it. Uh, McGregor had no chance with that. Then they didn't get the second till about 58 minutes. But between between that goal and the 58th minute, it was you were just waiting on them scoring. It wasn't if they scored, it was when. And I don't know. You seen? I don't. I don't think it was like a try. Not. I think Rangers had the had the right game plan for what they. What am I trying to say? Like they they had the, the the usual European game plan, but it just didn't look good enough. And I'm being brutally honest, they did not look good enough in the first sixty minutes. And then, bang, it's Ibrox baby. Yanis Hadji steps up um, at a goal in the bottom right. And this was this was against the the turn of play. It was out of left field. And okay, we'll come to you. Two one down and. I go against the, the run of play. Did you expect? Did you expect what happened would have happened? Two yeah. 0 down. I didn't even expect us to get a goal. Um, they were miles head and shoulders playing better than us. Um, head and shoulders above us. 
Uh, I didn't even see us getting one goal, never mind getting three, but it just shows you what a goal can do in football. Um, how do you get that goal and then suddenly people start believing? Uh, a rebound just does... How many ridiculous goals have we scored in this tournament? Um, but the rebound one was special, the way he just keeps going, just takes on player after player and just keeps going by him in a brilliant finish. And then free kick, obviously, the big bit of luck in that, um, but we'll, we'll take it. But, aye, that's one of the the best European nights I've had at Ibrox, uh, even though it was shite for about almost 70, uh, probably 60, 67 minutes it was had you scored. So up until that point, we were getting a doing, and then it was phenomenal from there on in. Scott, we've probably covered it to death um, between Tom amongst ourselves, and even on this podcast, we've already got goal of the season, but we're going to talk about it again. <laughs> Out of those goals that Craig spoke about there, it he was playing at left back, and you know a big, a big bit of criticism Arable gets is or Arable, or let's call him Joe. A big bit of criticism Joe gets is his lack of aggression. It, it, it dominates in a 50-50. Barges, barges them out of the way. Then he, he was like fucking river dance going through that defence, wasn't it? Yeah, him and Haji turned that game, and without them, I know it's, it's easy to say, but without them. Probably would have finished two, maybe three nil. To be honest with you, it was it was a it's a sensational goal. Um, but it's not. He does that like you seen him. You see him do that all the time. Like just quick play, quick feet. I tell you something. See, see if he touch wood. Um, if if he gets injured, I, I think we're in a lot of trouble this season because he is so vital to our team now. If he comes out. If he comes out of our team, we will notice he is out of our team. He's, I think he has a class above the rest, to be honest. Yeah, and I think, yeah, you know, he's probably, Morelos will be going in the next few weeks or whatever, but he's probably our, our biggest more, our biggest asset in terms of potentially watching Grunty. If you look at that pool that we've got, where it's Barisic, Haji, Ken, Aribo, he's definitely, he's, it's just something about him. Yeah, something about him. Craig, at two each, I'm thinking, you know, it's looking on my but at least we're going to going to Braga with a with a chance, I suppose, or not out of the tie just yet. Hadji's free, free kick goes in. How are you feeling going into the away leg? It was a strange one, wasn't it? Because Braga were much better than us um, for the majority of the game. But then we showed what we can do once we actually start playing well and getting in about them. Um, so uh, it was a strange one. Um, I, I, I fancied our chances, um, but we had to. I knew we had to start well, which fortunately we did. Yeah. So Scott, it was a complete one eighty for how Rangers started. Rangers, Rangers looked sharp. You know. Oh, bro, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. <laughs> I just like there's some games we start. So well, and then you look at the Feyenoord game, we start so poorly. It's, it's so, so difficult to put your finger on it, and the coaches must be banging their head off a wall at times because we need to start games like that all the time. Um, but yeah, I think because we started so well, it ultimately made us win the game. Really, because if we'd have went a goal down in the Avis and we'd have just would have uh, awoken the the beast, as they say, and you know they, they could have they could have easily put in our two or three passes again. So uh, I think it's good that we we started well. Yeah, and 
it, again, it was Rangers at their best, and just a completely different team for the start. I built, you know, they were, they were, they were happy for Braga to have the ball. No, they let them have possession at the right times, but they were quick in the press, they were aggressive and kept their shape so well. Uh, they got a penalty uh, for a handball in the box. Haji steps up to take it, obviously Tap had his issues with the penalties and uh, Haji was <laughs> much better. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible penalty. But shortly after he makes that thing, what I really like about Haji, he screams for the ball at all times. He could have five players around him and he wants the ball. He just wants the ball. Um, Rangers are playing really deep at this point and uh, a ball out for the defence. I think it might have been, I think it might have been Arable, uh, but plays it out for deep up to Haji, who sees Kent, he just knows Kent's shot to go, got to be running past the defenders. Long high ball and Kent does a defender for pace and a really calm finish for Kent. And it was playing sailing for then on in, was it not? Uh, yep, we were pretty comfortable. Um, even early on in the game, we had a few chances. I remember Kent dragging one wide. Um, first half was all us, really. Um, we'd done everything except score. Uh, good chances, obviously missed the penalty. Um, and then the link-up, the, the pass from Hadji, and then Kent done brilliant to get that goal. So, although it was only 1-0, it was, it was quite a comfortable 1-0, I thought. Okay. So, moving into the last 16, and we were drawn against Bayer Leverkusen. So, the away tie is still quite raw, but we can certainly cover it off the home tie. Um, I think everybody everybody who was following the Europa League, either as a, a supporter of a team or a neutral, at this point they had Bayer Leverkusen down as a favourites, and I think they still are, and they showed that high ropes. Uh, I think for me this is definitely the best team we've played in the last ten years. Aye, oh, definitely. They were, I think they were just a, a class above. Uh, they've got in Milan next, and it'll be interesting to see how they fare against that because Inter are a top quality team, but Bayern Leverkusen I think they'll match them every bit. So I'm actually really looking forward to, to watching that game because uh, they were. They were absolutely terrific. That yeah, Key Havertz is, 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 I think he's 21, but in both legs, it was just absolutely tremendous. And he will go for a lot of money. Um, the next Joe Aribo, some people are saying, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, for that, I, um, so I, was I talking pish with VAR? Like, I remember VAR with this. Was VAR in the group stage when I said that earlier on? Uh, you were talking cheap. <laughs> so, right, okay, so. so the the knockout rounds when it came in, um, and it was a handball from Edmondson. Yeah. So the ref went and checked it, and then gave the penalty for for Havertz to score. Yeah. Sorry, Colin, happens to the best of <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, cheers for telling me forty minutes later. <laughs> so, <laughs> aye, one 0 down, and Rangers just look as if they're they're in a different weight division. Um, later on. I, Cracking half volley for the edge of the box, um, makes it 2-0. And, you know, by Leverkusen, she's really comfortable at this point. Um, we do get a goal back from a corner. Uh, George Edmondson, the fridge. Sorry, that's actually a cracking header. Really, really good place header into um, the the far corner off the post and in. But um, that was 75 minutes, and I think that's just annoyed Leverkusen mm-hmm. for the last 15 minutes. Uh, you know, I find they were cruising, cruising at 2-0 and then when we scored the, 
uh, we'd rather one back they choose to lift it again and I dare say I think they could have lifted it even more yeah yeah. I think if if, if we'd have held on to what I know obviously hindsight's a it's a wonderful thing but and we didn't turn up against Leverkusen um, in the circumstances but if we if we'd have held on to 2-1 we'd have ourselves you know just a bit more of a chance I think I think everybody going into the second, I know we'll come on to the second game a wee bit more, um, but everybody going into that second game, I think everybody knew we, we are not going to score three goals past them, to, that these guys, but if we held on to 2-1, you know, we, there, there is a chance, and you know, the, the mentality is a big thing now, you know, in every football game, so if you go in and you get a goal, all of a sudden you're rushing to get the ball back, you're, you know, it's it's absolutely 100, 100 mile an hour, so that, that third goal absolutely killed us. As I said at the start of the show, very fresh in the memory of every Rangers fan. What happened in the second the second leg of that tie, Rangers went out, ended up 4-1 in aggregate to the better team by Leverkusen, who better go on and win it now, or else, else I'll spit my dummy out. But, so Craig, all in all, does your opinion change after looking back in it? You know, is it still a positive experience for you? I think it's been brilliant. Um, if you think back, it started on the 9th of July 2019, and it's only just ended on the 6th of August 2020, which is ridiculous. Um, I thought it was a brilliant achievement just to get into the group stage, and then an, obviously an even better achievement to get out, the, out of the group, um, but then to go one further as well is just brilliant. Um, so we'll, we'll see where we go this season. Um, as I said earlier, it's the one-legged qualifying round, so there's potential in that for a banana skins, I think. Because um, at least when you get two legs, you've got a chance to, to right any wrongs. But it's interesting, and hopefully we, we get another decent run to look forward to this year. But it's a brilliant, brilliant run. Um, so many good games, good goals. So I think we can all be happy with what we achieved. Just on what you said there, I think yeah, that's a double-edged sword because as much as it's a chance to slip up, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Rangers cope in qualifiers once they've had a few games under the belt, which we've not really seen. So you mentioned that there was a good few performances, good few goals. I'm going to put you in the spot here, Craig. What was what was the best goal with that campaign? There's loads of good ones to mention, isn't it? Um, probably the Rebo one, the equaliser against uh, Braga. I think it has to be that. But the all of Morelis's ones are all brilliant as well. Um, but the other one that would stand out would be the. The strike at Ibrox was left foot against Porto, um, but I'll I'll go with the Rebels. Scott, I'm feeling cheeky, so I'm going to put you in the spot as well. I think potentially a harder question. Who's your standout player for Rangers in the Europa League this season? And uh, I'm going, I don't know who I would pick between Barisic, Morelos, Haribo, McGregor as well. You know, there's probably kind of more that I'm thinking but who are you who are you going for right uh, before before we came on this podcast I picked McGregor I think I'm going to stick with him because he bailed us out a, long, a lot of, uh, a lot of times and without him I, I, I personally don't think we'd have made it out the, the group stages arguably even qualify, so I'm going to say McGregor, but Morelos is is running very close to that because without his goals, you know we might not have done done that. But I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say McGregor for that one. 
I think Morel's been top goal scorer in the tournament, means you're talking shite, Hodge. I think so. McGregor. It has to to be, obviously McGregor done well and kept his in games, but it has to be Morel's for the the amount of goals. Right, Colin, casting Uh, vote, my man. I am total. (laughs) Pressure's on. Oh, so, I think, uh, no, I was right to think, yeah, contextualise it in my head, but no, it's Morelos. Morelos, he's the best arse in football. You know, he's, you know, he he can choke slam a man with that arse. It's that strong. Um, and notice his goals. I find you're doing him an absolute disservice saying, uh, Craig, uh, saying that just because he's a top goal scorer or joint top goal scorer, that's why he gets it. Morelos, time and time again, he. He, he dragged the team back into it, you know, how he, his link-up play and how he was a nuisance for defenders. And I just thought he was unplayable, even when he wasn't scoring uh, in the Europa League. He was unplayable. And he, our, our shape and how we set up against teams just relied on him being able to play that game. So I'm going Morelos. Sorry, Scotty. Thank yeah. you. So the last... Um, the last thing I was really asking is would be what was the best team performance? For me, I, I don't know if we're allowed to do it, but can I just pick the last 20 minutes of a bag again? Change the, the question to what was the best 20 minute spell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, has, it has to be the brag again for me as well. Yeah. And, you know, that's uh, for me, so I'm going. I, I know, I, I honestly, I, I, seeing how I look back at the Braga game, it's like, a, honestly, it's like a blot. Well, I was quite push, but um, that's another point. Um, it was just such a messy game, I thought like, the pitch was fucking awful. Like, in terms of when I think team performance, I think the best football we played, you know, the most comfortable. I, I wouldn't say that game. I, I think, I, I, I know it was. An unbelievable turnaround, you know, a best result probably um, in the well, definitely in the full full one. I'd I'd personally say our our best performance was either the Feyenoord game or the the Porto away game actually. But obviously, result and result result wise, Braga yes, but performance I'd say them. I was going to say performance wise, Braga away is up there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yep, definitely, definitely. Um, or St. Joseph's. So, no, but fair play. We were, we were really good against St. Joseph. And you can't argue with that. But I think we'll just leave that one for a difference in opinions. But Lister's, get in touch. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> what, was the best, what was the best game? What was the best performance in the Europa League campaign? But after, after a long journey, um, we came to a close and... This podcast coming to a close as well. Don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm, I'm in a state of euphoria. Just think <laughs> back to that. But it was a cracking campaign, and here's hoping next season we we do at least as good, or even go a few better. All we have to do is thank back to co-hosts first of all, Mr. Scott Hodge. Thanks, Colin. Enjoyed that. And Mr. Craig McAdam. Yeah, it was good. Enjoyed that. Looking back, lots of memories, and hopefully a few more to come. Yeah, here's hoping. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.